0: Welcome to another message from God's Word. We're studying the book of uh, Exodus right now. The visions, dreams, hypnosis, prophecy, special revelations, and the interpretation of dreams. Before we get started tonight, I want to show something to you. I was going to do this when I was doing the uh, King James Version, the series on that. And I do have a page out of the King James Version. This is the 1611. This is actually the first year of printing of the King James Bible. This is a page out of the Bible, and it is the uh, Lamentations of Jeremiah. If you want to see that. And also, that's 1611. And in 1628, Erasmus Uh, this Bible, Erasmus's Bible was printed in 1628 I thought you might like to see those I wish I had those with me here when I was doing that series that King James Bible page there is a thousand dollar page that's all I can say about that the other Erasmus Bible are very valuable Bibles. And Erasmus was one of the, very, the leaders of a group of, of priests and Bible scholars that escaped the Ottoman Empire and went back into Europe. And they began to study the Bible back in its original language again. And Erasmus was one of the leaders for that. We're in the fourth chapter of the book of Exodus. Now, we went on up to the point where Aaron and Pharaoh were in the house of, uh, of uh, Aaron and uh, Moses were in the house of Pharaoh. But I want to go back and recap something. I, I, I deliberated on this just a little bit. And back in the fourth chapter, verse number one, then Moses answered and said, What if they do not believe me? And listen to what I say, for they may say, The Lord has not appeared to you. Then the Lord said to him, What is it in your hand? And he said, It is a staff. And we talked a little bit about this staff that had been handed down. This is like the sword and the stone. It was out there in, in Jethro's garden, and no one could pull it out. The right man that came along that 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 staff belonged to could pull it out and Moses just pulled it out and that was Moses' staff but it was said to have been handed down all the way from Adam and the Lord said to him what is it that's in your hand and he said a staff then he said throw it down on the ground and he threw it down on the ground and it became a serpent now here it became a serpent a Nahash but later on it's not going to be a serpent it's going to be a dragon And uh, Moses fled from it. And the Lord said to Moses, Stretch your hand out and grasp it by its tail. So he stretched out his hand and caught it, and it became a staff again in his hand. And that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, and the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. And the Lord said, Furthermore, now put your hand into your bosom, in your clothes. So he put his hand into his bosom, and when he took it out, behold, it was as leprous and as snow. And he put his hand back into his bosom again, so he put his hand into the bosom again, and when he took it out of his bosom, behold, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. And it shall come about that if they will not believe nor heed the witness of the first sign and they may believe the witness of the last sign. But it shall be that if they will not believe even these two signs or heed what you say to them then you shall take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground and the water which you take from the Nile will become blood on the dry ground now Moses is taking all of this in and he's thinking about what he's going to do when he gets there with these people because the last time when he killed the Egyptian and then he instructed his people not to hurt one another they said who made you a judge and a ruler over us then Moses said to the Lord Please, Lord. Now, he's talking to God in a hypnotic trance or a vision or in person. I've never been eloquent. Neither recently nor since you called me to do this work. I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. And we talked about how that his mouth was damaged with a coal of fire and the Lord said to him who it made man's mouth or who makes him dumb or deaf or, or seeing or blind is it not I the Lord thou then go and even I will be with your mouth and teach you what you are to say but he said please Lord now send the message by whomever you will but not me Then the anger of the Lord burned against Moses. And he said, Is there there not your brother Aaron like a Levite? I know. And he speaks fluently. And moreover, behold, he is coming to meet you. And when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. And you are to speak to him and put the words in his mouth and I, even I, will be with your mouth and his mouth, and I will stretch or teach you what you are to do. Moreover, he shall speak to you for you to the people. And it shall come about that he shall be as a mouth for you, and you shall be as a God to him. And you shall take in your hand this staff, which you shall perform the signs that I'm going to tell you to do. Then Moses departed and returned, and Jethro, his father-in-law, said to him, "Uh, Please let me go that I may return to my brethren who are in Egypt and see if they are still alive. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. Now the Lord said to Moses and Midian, Go back to Egypt. And all the men who are seeking your life are dead. So Moses took his wife and his sons and he mounted them on a donkey and he returned to the land of Egypt. And Moses also took the staff of God, the staff belonging to God. Now there's where it is probably the staff that had been handed down all the way from Adam the staff of God in his hand. the Lord said to Moses, when you go back to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders which I have put in your power. But I will harden his heart so that he will not let the people go. And then you shall say to Pharaoh, thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, my firstborn. So I said to you, let my son go that he may serve me. But you have refused to let him go, and behold, I will kill your son, your firstborn. Now it came about on the lodging place on the way that the Lord met him and sought to put him to death. Moses. Why did God want to kill Moses? What happened? Moses had not kept the covenant of God and his two sons were not circumcised into the covenant of God. Then Zeborah took a flint knife and cut off her son's foreskin and threw it at Moses' feet and said, that, "You are indeed a dry groom of blood to me," and she threw it at his feet and actually hit his feet with it, the foreskins. So he let him alone. That time, she said, you are a bridegroom of blood because of the circumcision. Now the Lord said to Aaron, you go meet Moses in the wilderness. Now God is appearing to Aaron. Aaron means light, enlightenment, understanding. Moses means to rescue. And uh, met him at the mountain And he kissed him. He kept on continually kissing him. And Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord with which he had sent him and all the signs that he had commanded him to do. Then Moses and Aaron went and assembled all the elders of the sons of Israel. And Aaron spoke to all the words that the Lord had spoken to Moses and he performed the signs in the sight of the people. So the people believed. And they heard that the Lord was concerned about the sons of Israel and that he had seen their affliction and they bowed low and worshipped God. And then in the fifth chapter it says, And afterwards Moses and Aaron came and said to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Let my people go that they may celebrate a feast to me in the wilderness. Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey him? And his voice to let Israel go. I do not know the Lord, and besides, I will not let Israel go. And they said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go a three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence and with the sword. But the king of Egypt said to them, to Moses and Aaron, Why do you draw the people away from their work? Get back to your own labor. And again Pharaoh said look to the people of the land are now many and you would have them cease from their labors. So the same day Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters over the people and their foreman saying you are no longer to give the people straw to make brick as previously. Let them go and gather straw for themselves now. I'm going to make the work twice as hard. But the quota bridge which they were making previously you shall impose upon them and you are not to reduce any of it. Because they are lazy therefore they cry out let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let the labor be heavier and the burdens be more. And don't pay any attention to these false words of these two brothers. So they did so. And the foremen of the sons of Israel, when, when Pharaoh's taskmasters had said over them, they were beaten and were asked, Why have you com- not completed your acquired amount, either yesterday or today, and making bricks as previously? And the foreman of the sons of Israel came and cried out to Pharaoh, Why do you deal this way with your servants? Why do you deal this way with your servants? And the people began to cry unto the Lord. And Moses returned to the Lord and said, O Lord, why have you brought harm to this people? Why did you ever send me to begin with? Ever since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done harm to the people. And you have not delivered your people in any way at all. Now you shall see, the Lord said to Moses, what I will do to Pharaoh. For under compulsion he shall let you go. Under compulsion he will drive you out of his land. And God spoke further to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. And I appeared to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob as God Almighty, El Shaddai. But my name, the Lord, They did not make known myself to them. And I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan and the land in which they pilgrimed. Furthermore, I have heard the groaning of the sons of Israel because the Egyptians are holding them in bondage. And I remembered my covenant. I remembered my covenant. Moses had forgotten it. He didn't circumcise those boys. Now therefore you say to the Israel, I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the hardness of the Egyptians and I will deliver you from their bondage and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with a great judgment. Verse number 11. Verse number 10 says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses again spoke to him in another visitation another vision another hypnotic trance you go tell Pharaoh the king of Egypt to let my sons of Israel to get out of this land and Moses spoke before the Lord saying behold the sons of Israel have not listened to me how then will Pharaoh listen to me for I am unskilled in speech then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them a charge an edict to the sons of Israel and to Pharaoh the king of Egypt to bring the sons of Israel out then we talk about the heads of Israel and again over in the 7th chapter he said I will stretch out my hand against him and he goes into the the palace of Pharaoh and Aaron throws down his rod and it becomes a dragon a, a leviathan And Janus and Jamboree threw down their rods, and they became dragons and leviathans. For each one threw down his own, and they turned into dragons, but Aaron's staff swallowed up their staff. In other words, Satan created life in those staffs. Satan created life in those staffs, and they were dragons. But the miracles of Satan are many, but the miracles of God are stronger. Each one threw down his staff and they turned into dragons, but Aaron's staff swallowed up their staff and yet Pharaoh's heart was hardened and he had not listened to them as the Lord said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is stubborn and he refuses to let my people go, so I'm going to do something. I'm going to turn the Nile River into blood. They worshipped the Nile River and and the the Egyptians were very clean people. They shaved. they, they, They were immaculately dressed and clean, pristine. And God is going to take their source of washing away from them. And the fish... Therein the Nile will die and the Nile will become foul and the Egyptians will find difficulty in drinking water from the Nile or bathing themselves at all. And And the magicians of Egypt did the same with their secret arts. Satan created blood from water again. Satan is a mimic. He's a copycat. Now seven days had passed after the Lord struck the Nile. And then he sends out frogs over the land. And he said, let them be throughout all the land and I'm going to make these people sick of frogs. And of course they worshipped a frog deity also. Pharaoh, his all of his gods, God is striking and showing that he is stronger. The Nile River... God is stronger than the God of the Nile. God is stronger than the frog God. And Pharaoh saw that there was relief and hardened his heart and would not listen to them when the Lord sent the frogs away. And then God sent lice, a plague of insects, biting insects. And the magician said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God, but Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not listen to them. And the Lord, had, as the Lord had said, and Moses and Aaron kept on saying, "Let my people go, that they may serve me." And the Lord did so, and there was great swarms of insects in the house of Pharaoh and the houses of all his servants, and and the, the land was uh, laid waste. Because the worms and insects in the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh calls for Moses and Aaron and says, Go sacrifice to the Lord your God within the land. And Moses said, It is not right to do so, for we shall sacrifice to the Lord our God what is an abomination to the Egyptians. If we sacrifice what is an abomination to the Egyptians before our eyes, they will, they will stone us. Not will they not stone us? He said, We must go three days' journey into the wilderness. As God had commanded, He said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness, only you do not go so very far away to make your supplications for me. Then Moses said, Behold, I am going out from you, and I shall make supplication to the Lord and the swarms of insects may depart from Pharaoh, from the servants, and from the people. Tomorrow only do not let Pharaoh deal deceitfully again, and do not let the people go to sacrifice. So Moses went out from Pharaoh, and Pharaoh hardened his heart, and did not let the people go. Then he gave uh, anthrax to the cattle, and the Egyptian cattle died. And then he gave staph infection. And there were boils on the people and staph infection. And then there was a, ba- a, a, a plague of hail. And by the way, hail comes with lightning, so the fire and the ice mixed. Two opposites. And Pharaoh sent for Moses and Aaron and said to them, I have sinned this time, and the Lord is righteous. And one, and I and my people are wicked sinners. Make supplication to the Lord, for there has been enough of God's thunder and hail, and I will let you go, that you will stay no longer. And then on, later on it says, Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunder and it ceased, and he sinned again. And he hardened his heart. He and his servants. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened. And he did not let the sons of Israel go. Now something real fierce is going to happen. Israel is going to prepare for the Passover. The Passover is the Jehovah himself passed over. I know they say the angel of the Lord is not the death angel. It's not the death angel. It is Jehovah passed over Israel. Jehovah and his presence slew those that were not covered. He gave them uh, the Feast of Unleavened Bread and a memorial redemption. And the Egyptians urged the people to send them out of the land in haste, for they said, we shall all be dead. So the people took their dough before it was leavened with all their kneading bowls and bound up in their clothes and upon their shoulders now the sons of Israel have done according to the word of the Lord the death of the firstborn the ordinance of the Passover the consecration of the firstborn sanctify me every firstborn and the offspring of every womb among the sons of Israel both of man and beast it belongs to me all the firstborn belong to me. And then God leads the people. All the firstborn, all of the firstborn, died. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had made the sons of Israel solemnly swear and saying, God shall surely take care of you and you shall carry my bones away from here with you. Joseph. They had put his bones and they had taken him and mummified him. And all of his brothers, all the patriarchs supposedly, where all, all of their coffins were going to be carried with them 400 years later. And then Pharaoh, Pharaoh changes his mind again. And then we have the sea, the sea of reeds, as it says in the Hebrew, and the Septuagint is the sea, the Red Sea. But the Hebrew says the sea of reeds. And God divided the waters in the sea of reeds. And the waters stood on end like jello. They gelled. Then Moses leads the sons of Israel through on as on dry land, through the sea of reeds. As on dry land. And by the way, that's like quicksand in there. That's not easy. The Sea of Reeds was a marshy area. It was a sea, and it would drown people. You could get in and drown because you couldn't swim for the Sea of Reeds. The flowing water stood on end like a heap. Israel left Egypt. Egypt. We all have a type of Egypt in our lives. Egypt is a is our sin nature. It is our birth. When we come into the world, we're born of the world. And not until we're born again are we born from above. And God tries to rescue us out from ourselves and from sin and from the world. Sometimes we follow like Israel did and sometimes we don't. We stubbornly balk. Then whole history of Israel is for our understanding of ourselves. It's a parable. Israel all of their actions are a parable for us today that we can learn from their wickedness, from their rebellion and so that we can serve the Lord Willingly. Not as God had to lead them on by the ear. But willingly. God wants to be your Savior. He wants to be your Jehovah. He wants to be the Lord of your life to lead you through this wilderness. Our Heavenly Father, we see that send this message tonight for your honor, for your glory. And I pray for all those out there, all of those who've given into my care. Each and every one, touch their lives with your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.